This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Creators Outlet. Tonight, our special guests are uh, Max Deville and Johnny Reed from Atrocity Press. Guys, how you doing? It's been a minute. All right, yeah, it has. What's going on? Well, just reading comics, buying comics. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg, but their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment, action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one. All you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the Department of Metahuman Affairs or DMA and check it out right now. A lot of, a lot of silver and bronze back issues filling up those holes. Yep. Nice. And uh, getting in a lot of indie indie stuff that I backed this year, so I'm organizing all that. You're actually getting books you backed? That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Because everybody was like, there's a paper shortage. I'm like, oh, yeah. it's because we don't make anything here. 
I threatened threaten one guy, I go, you keep this up? I go, I'm going to buy you a chainsaw. You're going to open up your own paper mill in your backyard. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, we just we just got our tracking number for our shipment of one of our books today. And it's, we turned it in to the printer, what, a week before Christmas? Yeah, a week before Christmas. It's taken them this long to get everything done, so... They were they were a little little backed up. They said, but they didn't blame a paper shortage. Well, that's well, good. Even did, we got our. I mean, even the day that we had to go through and do our review, we got it done in like twenty four hours. I think. Yep. We turned that around pretty quick. Yeah, nice. Right. We were pretty speedy about it. We do everything pretty quick. With two of us working together, it's it's a lot easier than just one guy trying to pull it all together himself. Yeah, it's uh, and you you guys got a lot going on. How many uh, how many titles you guys going got right now? Uh, we've got Mary Machine Gun, we've got Human Hunters, and we've got Ninja Bimbos versus Zombies from Deep Space, and we've got a couple new ones coming out this year. Uh, Love and Death, and then we'll have another Mary Machine Gun arc for sure. Oh yeah, and that's uh, that's going pretty well. I I I, I saw you when you posted the other night, and it was like. Yep, we've opened up the first stretch goal. I'm like, oh, cool. And I try to go, oh, you, you opened up in the first few hours with about seven grand. I'm like, that's not too shabby. Yeah, it's not bad. I like it. I like it. So we can make the money back that we put into putting the book together because we put our books together before we do a crowdfunder. We do all the stuff and we have the books penciled, inked, lettered colored and just ready to go to so it's just ready to go to the printer and then to the customer um but a lot of people don't do it that way because they can't you know they can't afford it without running the, the kickstarter first but we figured that if we can get it done and then make enough money to pay ourselves back and find the next book then we're doing all right yeah flip it around put it back into the business exactly we haven't made we haven't made any money yet. <laughs> so it all goes back into the company. Yep. Which I'm fine with because we're growing. I mean, for being a, being open for three years, we're doing quite well. Oh yeah. Okay. And we got uh, we got nine more days on this campaign. And you got a, you got 166 backers. Yep. Which I, I think by the time the nine days is over, that'll easily be over two hundred. I hope so. I mean, with the the highest we've gotten on any campaign so far is two hundred and twenty five backers. So if we can if we can if we can match that, I'll be super happy. Oh yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta move those issues. Yeah. It's funny because after we're done with the, the every time we do a Kickstarter, I get like fifteen emails. Can I still get the book? I'm like, yeah, but you're gonna have to wait a little bit. <laughs> you have to wait till the people that backed the project and made it possible <laughs> get it. <laughs> uh, get get their stuff and all their you know all their special items first, yep. and uh, then I'll make an announcement when when it can be bought off the website. Exactly. Well, and the good thing is we always have a catch up tiers now and. We kind of got the machine rolling, I guess is a good way to phrase it, where we're, we're our goal is to be putting out about 10 books at least this year for 2023. Mm -hmm. Wow. Is what our goal is. 
Um, like right now we have Mary Machine Gun 4 out there. Um, next month we'll be starting Human Hunters issue three. And we just actually, it's funny because that's the ones we're waiting on is issue two. So that's a real quick turnaround. And then we're going to have Ninja Bimbos in a March time frame. Yep. Wow. And we got yeah. a couple other stuff coming in after that. But um, I know pretty much we got, we were planning on doing about probably three human hunters and two to three ninjas and probably and at like least two more Marys this year. Yep, we got a we got a good a good a good system set up. And when it comes to fulfillment, Johnny's quick as shit when it comes to bagging and boarding and packing up the stuff. And I'm the data entry guy, so we sit down and I tell him what to pack, and I make the last label. By the time he's done packing it, the label's ready. We slap it on the box and put it in the pile, and we're good to go. Well. I, I would hope Johnny would be really fast at bagging and boarding up the books to ship out. <laughs> yeah, I do have a few comics I have to do that for. You know, owning a comic shop—it's kind of a prerequisite. Oh yeah. Well, I, I worked—I worked in a couple of shops. Uh, one uh, as an assistant manager for on and off for probably about nine years. You know, just filling in because we all had like, you know. The rest of us that like helped out and, and filled in at the shop all had like you know regular like full time jobs and everything. Oh yeah, that's yeah. how I was originally. I when I originally opened the shop, which was God, was it two thousand seven? I don't know. It's probably longer than that. I had a business partner and I had a regular day job, and um, we were open for like seven eight years, and then that. When we decided to, um, he wanted to leave the business and we kind of fold up the shop and then I reopened it up by myself, but this time it's full time. I'm here, you know, a lot of hours a day now. <laughs> yeah, all the hours. <laughs> all the hours. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I know, I mean, it's pretty good because I mean, we... Um, you, I could say, we, I don't think we've ever taken longer than two days to fulfill our campaigns. No, we usually turn around in about two days. Uh, Max is a free, freaking ninja when it comes to typing. I mean, he's a computer guru. And I just got fast hands. I'm an extra drummer, so, you know, bagging and boarding is pretty easy. You're never an ex-drummer. You're always a drummer. Well, I'm an ex uh, performing drummer. Let's put it that way. There you go. There you go. He used to be the guy that hung out with the band. <laughs> uh, no, I actually wrote a lot of stuff and helped write the music. I was one of those drummers that actually, you know, could read music and do stuff. Oh, cool. Usually it's just a bunch of clubbers around here. Yeah. This is what Kansas City's pretty big on the metal scene. We've got a lot yeah. of metal bands. Yeah. Back That's in the nineties we had a lot. <laughs> but, you know, back in the puddle of mud days. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you say that and I'm like so like five years ago, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what it I feels got, like. I got I got family out in Kansas City. Uh my mom's cousin and, and their kids. They're all they're all grown up because they're all like close closely around my age, and uh, you know five to ten years younger. Some of them, but uh, 
my cousin Mark is a is a busker up there. So he just he's a street he plays as a street musician and does Real like cool. you know some small club dates and tours around the country and uh, and Canada. So oh, that's if cool. You get, if you can get around the country in Canada by yourself, that's that's impressive. That's good work. Yeah, you know, you just you just survive on you know Slim Jims and uh, Taco Bell and ramen. <laughs> well, I wouldn't I wouldn't eat the Taco Bell. <laughs> I had Taco Bell for the first time like three weeks ago, in like five years, and I'm like, it's not, it's this, not, it's not any oh, better. <laughs> this is this is why I stopped eating this. Mexican restaurant like a stone's throw from my house, so I'm like. I could have just had him go on. I could have just had you know, Uber Eats go there and get me actual food. Yeah, Mexican but. food, yeah, yeah. I try to stay away from Taco Bell myself. I I got burned out on it because one of my kids, that's like all he would eat. So we used to eat Taco Bell a lot, and I got so burned out on it that I just couldn't. I can't handle it anymore. It all tastes the same to me. Yeah. Uh, like car- carcinogens and plastic. Yep. Nice. <laughs> so your uh, your goal going into this was uh, 4K, and you're sitting at 7,722 right now. Funded in 24 hours. Yep. That's what you like to see. Funded in 24 hours. It took it took a minute to get to get. To the four thousand dollar goal this time, but we got it. I mean, twenty four hours is fine by me. <laughs> That's not too shabby. Oh no! There it is. I was like, "Where's the I, pictures?" <laughs> I, I knew there were. I knew there were pictures here. Let me see. There it goes. There it is. <laughs> I had I had too many things open. Oh, it happens sometimes. Yeah. There's a picture of Mary in her new outfit and new costume with yeah. her new new rifle. Yep. Oh, I like that rifle, dude. Yeah. It's I call it a variance rifle. It can shoot forty five, seven six two, and five five six. Plus, it's got that the dagger that can shoot off of it, and it it can uh, power up and fire a lightning bolt it's, it's pretty badass <laughs> the best part is that it disappears and reappears yep it just vanishes inside the cape and comes out when she needs it uh, actually uh, her her bracers are what summons she can summon a the the gun and she can also summon a shield oh nice And this is the fourth book, so it's the the, the last the last book in this arc. And Mary has been wounded in the third book. She was was recovering most of the time. And in this book, she's we actually see her training with the Valkyrie, which is the blonde girl there, the, the name's Carol. And Mary just gets her ass kicked over and over and over again because Mary's only been training for a hundred years and uh, the Valkyrie's been fighting real fight, real combat for thousands of years. <laughs> nice. Or, not my daughter, but they said a minor. 
And we've got this one. It's the summertime, obviously, with the green grass and the, the clouds and the mountains and everything and the outfits they're wearing. You can tell it's warmer outside. But it's not winter, winter time. Yeah, just no, not yet. I just got to find something. And the Valkyrie's trying to teach Mary battle focus because Mary's a little glib and pretty sarcastic, so... She doesn't really take a lot of things seriously, and she's the Valkyrie's trying to teach her to do that. And then we cut to Charlotte, who has just returned from the Amaranthian pool, which is the the pool that gives the Templars in my book, or our book, the power, their powers. And it turned her skin gray, and she thinks she's hideous. And that earns her a smack in the mouth because the, her boss doesn't like insubordination <laughs> and then instead of saying it's fall we just show it's fall by showing the, the, the brown leaves the gray skies all the leaves are brown well, we even the have are dressed, you know you know yeah they got different outfits on she's got different pants outfits. on yep <laughs> And we knew it hurt, it hurt the sales of the book, but we're trying to do it for real, you know? <laughs> yeah. And we cut back to, to Charlotte and her boss, and they, she proclaims that she loves her, and there's the first kiss in an atrocity press book. Woohoo! And this, when you can, in Fernando's cover down here, you can see her firing the, the, the lightning bolt out of the rifle. Oh, nice. And she just looked. It just looks badass with the fire wings and the glowing eyes and the explosion and the camera angle. It's all, it's just, it's, it's, it's put together very, very well. And I like that because it has the main cover. I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, just, just this image alone. I'm like, I'm looking at it and I go, hmm, somebody's going to make an STL file for a 3D print here. Oh, we've already got some STLs done for 3D prints we're working on. Oh, nice. Yeah. For a secret project later on down the line. Oh, and one thing that we, you know, to probably mention here with that Fern doing that, that is the one thing that we strive on with Atrocity Press that our cover A is always our interior artist. Mm -hmm. You know, if they're not good enough to do, you know, a cover, are we going to have them do the interior? I don't think so. What's <laughs> up, Hex Island Comics? What's going on, Hex? Yeah. How are you? Good to see you. Thanks for popping on in. And then cover B, Mariah Benes. She's really happy to see that uh, that rifle, and I'm really happy to see that ass. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the colors on that pretty much become our standard for cover B. Yep, the the colors on that one are done by B Navarro. Oh, nice. So she's 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 a very good colorist. We we found her just about. I don't know, three or four months ago mm -hmm. and put her in some work and I, I've, I'm happy with everything she's done so far. Yeah, she's got a she's got a perch it for uh, the perfect booty. Yeah. <laughs> then we've got well, we have Elsie. some of those too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was going yeah. through it earlier. <laughs> Got LC Freetest's work. That's his first cover for this uh, this 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 comic, and that's all. The colors are also done by B Navarro. I, I love like the, the colors on that one. 
I know the reflection of the light off the hair is just awesome. Well, that fog in the background, I really dig. Yep. And that's Fabio Sameo. He's working with uh, Tom Hutchinson at Big Dog Inc. doing Ursa Minor number three for their 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 final uh, book in their uh, story arc as well. Then, of course, John Royal and Ula Moss. John Royal from Zenoscope fame and Ula Moss, who's just the best colorist ever. <laughs> yeah, she does. She does all of J. Scott Campbell's coloring, so I figured that. I'll definitely take that. <laughs> Max and his name dropping. Yeah, yeah. We, started off, we started off with some good talent, but I just started picking from the top notch of the last couple of years. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do that. Yeah, you know. And that's Diego Bernard's cover. To me, it reminds me of an X-Men cover. I don't remember exactly which one, but like Ophelia, the girl with the mall. Yep. She would be... She would be uh, Magneto and the the two girls, Mary and Charlotte, would be the X Men in front of them. I can't remember which cover I'm thinking of, but one day I'll find it. Careful what you're saying, though. Disney might be listening. They own them now. <laughs> we we'll have to That's give so them off every cover. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 official. Jean Grey is now a Disney princess. Great. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was rough when Leia became an official Disney princess. <laughs> And yeah. Dardenio, who is uh, he's kind of like Cher or Madonna. He's got one name. <laughs> I love and, this cover he did, though, with the wings and all. Yeah, the wings look great. Mary looks fantastic. I like the the, the, the skyline and the mountains. I think it, yeah. it, it, just, it all tags out really well. Colors are done fantastically, of course. A straight double. Then we've got Karen Nicole's cosplay cover. Nobody. Which is uh, only available in the Virgin variant. Also, our first cosplay cover. Yep, very first cosplay cover ever. And with, if you get this cover, you get the prints that are below it. There's three more prints that come with it. That's come from the same photo shoot. I'm, I'm just, I'm just looking and going. The sword might be battle tested. But I don't think that top is. <laughs> <coughs> that might, you know, that, that might be the, you know, the whole, the whole key behind the outfit. It's like, well, I know I'm gonna pop out, <laughs> and when they stop and they're like, oh, <laughs> that's what you get. Surprise hit. Yep, surprise hit. Bow. <laughs> that's the distraction. Yeah. <laughs> Then we've got this. This is one of the prints that come with it when you buy that cover. And then we've got, I like how the, the sword is on the butt. I like that. I thought that was yeah. pretty interesting. I thought that was, that was a slick way of doing it. And then we've got this print here, which we almost chose for the cover, but we decided yeah, to go with pretty, the other one. It was one. pretty close. Yeah. I like this one here. Yep, that was a good one too. They're all they're all fantastic. I mean, she did she did a great job. And then LC Free does a second cover for this co this cover or this this uh, this issue because we wanted to have a couple combo packs and we needed to have another artist with two pictures because <laughs> we have ten covers this time and it's just it got ridiculous. 
And then Fernando Cordero's not safe for work cover. We've got Charlotte on the St. Andrews cross with uh, Ophelia being the dominatrix because that's that's just the relationship that they have. I mean, it's, it's in the book. It's very, very well explored. It's it's, it's fun. <laughs> yeah, so basically, you see that last page where they're, where they're kissing. It kind of goes really crazy from there. <laughs> Yeah, it escalates rather quickly. Yeah, that escalated fast or quickly. <laughs> and then if you buy that that cover up there, you get all of our not safe for work prints, which this one is the, obviously it's the Valkyrie Carol. Nice. Charlotte. Yep, and Mateus Duarte did all these these uh pictures, these these art prints. He's the he's the principal artist on Human Hunters. Oh, cool. She was having a tough time. I said, Well, I told her I would call. And that's Mary's there. And we've got Ophelia at the end. That's for her or not. Nice. In your opinion. And then Still, if you want commissions, you can get commissions from Fern Cord. It's a digital commission from him, or you can get a physical commission from Mariah Benes. Uh, Mariah's only got, there's one available of Mariah's, uh, Mariah's commissions left. Then we've got the calendar as an add-on, which is we used to do a calendar for every uh, property that we had. So it'd be like a Mary Machine Gun calendar and a Human Hunters calendar and a Ninja Bimbo's calendar. But doing 12, 12 prints per uh, per campaign just got it just it just took a long time to get them all done, and, and it was to be honest with you, it was expensive. Yes. So. We decided to, we like, well, we've got a whole harem of women here, so let's just use them. So we decided to create the Atrocity Press Calendar. Well, plus, you know, when we were talking about our business plan for this year, we are going to be putting out so many more books. It just made sense just to have one offered, ever, you know, for all of them. It's yeah. okay. For sure. Yeah, and, you know, you know, and, you know, like, like Johnny knows, if you're distributing some of these to, you know, other comic shops, then, you know, they'll have this hang, hang it up or, you know, yeah. for sale with a pack and uh, it's just good advertising. Yeah, it's a constant advertising throughout the entire year. It goes obviously all the way to December, but we only, po we only posted the pictures through August. We want to leave a little bit to the, you know, for surprise. Yep. And then uh, Mary Machine Gun 4 is available on digital. You can get the Safe for Work or Not Safe for Work cover. People requested the Not Safe for Work cover in digital, and we put it up, and they bought it. So, obviously, they wanted it. Because sometimes people sometimes people will be like, hey, why don't you guys do this? And we'll get, like, 15 people saying, I want this. And then you do it, and then no one buys it. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, the, the digital, or as I like to call it, the Australian variant. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the overseas variant. Uh, there's the Fern Cord combo pack. And because you are getting the Not Safe for Work cover, you'll get the Not Safe for Work prints. Mm -hmm. And then the LC Free Test combo pack, which is it's cheaper, but you don't get the prints, but you do get two awesome covers. Yeah. In our add-ons for the for the ketchup for the full Mary Machine Gun ketchup, you get uh, covers cover A, 
for issues one, two, and three, so you can catch up with the, the, the book completely. And then we've got the Ninja Bimbos versus Zombies from Deep Space catch-up, which is, we've only got two issues so far. And the Human Hunters catch-up, we've got two issues of that so far. So, uh, the Human Hunters will be, the third issue comes out in, in February, so it'll be quick. Yep. And yeah, well, I think I think the last time I talked to you guys, you were you were getting ready to launch Human Hunters number one. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's then, crazy? Yeah, we'll we'll talk about it in a minute. But what's crazy is, uh, like, we've already got the next story arc already written from a script point for Mary Machine Gun, and we've wow. already got. I think we're up to issue six now for Human Hunters. Yeah. We got to go take six and re take a look at it again. But other than that, we're 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 good. It's, there, it's there, kind of a lack of content coming out. So, oh no, we. I mean, when me and Johnny get up, we'll get up at like three, four o'clock in the morning, and then just write until seven, eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> that way, we get plenty of time in to write and everything. And there's definitely no shortage of ideas. Oh, I know. You got a lot of people reaching out, and I'm sure you do too, Max. I got a lot of people always reaching out. Do you guys need another comic writer? Do you guys need another comic writer? And I'm like, we can't get our own crap done right now. We got so many ideas. I mean, I got like two other uh, comic ideas under my belt. Max has got a couple. I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a while before you run out of ideas. Yep. Oh, for sure. And and if you're if you're way behind, like some people might be, you got a full atrocity press catch up with everything. Yep. It's got oh, all yeah. the all the books, all the cover A's that you can grab and you can uh, catch up with everything that we've done so far. And then of course you got the full Mary machine gun, which is everything that's safe for work. Ish. <laughs> ish. Yeah. Ish. There's no nudity. <laughs> uh, that's that's the and then the, the the naughty version of it it comes with all the covers so because you got the Karen Nicole cover and the the naughty cover you'll get those prints as well those come with the the, the package deal nice I've had a lot of questions on that and then this is the the big dog ink atrocity press crossover because there's Naomi and Mary Naomi's the the wear bear in uh Ursa minor that uh, oh yeah, he's putting out. So if you back Mary Machine Gun physically and you back Ursa Minor physically, you get this print. Cool. So I think I said that's probably who she's saying. Her stuff. I always like stuff like that. Yeah, we wanted to do something fun. So me and Tom were talking about it, and we we're like, let's do a print, <laughs> do a crossover print. So you get a bunch of you get a bunch of trading cards. Yeah, we're, 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 we create a new set of trading cards every year. So this is the beginning set for this year. So we're almost, well, we've already gotten all the way to four. So we've released all the all the trading cards so far this this, this issue. So I'm super happy about that. We're, we're about halfway to, from halfway to the new uh, bookmark with John Royal's art on it. So that'll be sweet. Nine uh, K will get you the, will get the sticker, and the Mary chip. That's a poker chip, right? Poker chip, correct. It's not an atrocity press. It's not an atrocity press 
campaign without a poker chip. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm getting I'm getting uh, a nice little collection of poker chips. Everybody's like, yeah, I love poker chips. Yeah, I love poker too. Uh, unless I lose. Yeah, <laughs> losing poker is no fun. But when you win, yeah, it's super fun. And then we got uh, Mateus Duarte did these arts as well. Uh, Charlotte looks super sexy in that picture. I don't know what it is, but she just looks fantastic. Might just be the wait. booty. She, might she, might be. She's the... just waiting for a spanking from the boss. Yep, yep. <laughs> then we've got Mary's card. With all oh, the, I like the I like that with like all the all the runes in the background. Yep. And they're legit runes, so they mean something. I don't know what they mean, but they mean something. <laughs> Because uh, Fernando, who colored them, he uh, he did all the research on it because he's really into the, the the Viking stuff. So helped out. Yeah, the uh, the the new season of uh, Valhalla's on 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 Netflix, and uh, a guy I know that used to dress up as Superman, who's now a who's now a full time biker with the Red Devils out in Liverpool. His little brother is actually in like this big fight scene in like either the first or second episode. Nice. And I'm like, that's pretty awesome. I go, uh, if they ever release him on DVD, I'm going to send you the second season to have your brother son. Hell yeah. And then we got Ophelia's card. With her in her mall looking badass. But she's just like, well, but if that's what they want to do. The bookmark by it's got John Royal's art with Ula Moss's colors on it for the bookmark. Nice. And then the stickers, Fabio Simeo's art. Because every time we post this picture, we get a ridiculous amount of engagement on, on social media. Oh yeah, this is just like you know, it's just a badass image. Yeah, super cool. I mean, there's I mean. If I could do one thing, I would have made the blade a little shinier and had like a reflection of a monster in it. That would have been cool. But other than that, yeah, this thing is perfect. <laughs> it's the, poker course, chip. the poker chip. And as I said, the book is done. We uh, we finish all of our books before we, we crowdfund them. We're, we're really crowdfunding the printing and the shipping. And speaking of printing, we use Comics Love Spring as printers. So it's printed in the U.S., so as soon as it's printed, you guys get the books. Johnny bag, bags and boards them like he's the Flash, and uh, yep. then the second day, you guys all run to the post office, and they're just like, oh, it's the atrocity guys again. <laughs> Johnny's the one that takes them to the post office, and every time, what do they say? They're like, just leave it by the door. <laughs> okay, well, I'm like, do I need to get in line because I always take the first box in? And there, and I go, can I leave these by the door? And she's like, well, you can wait in line. I go, I got like eight more of these. And she's like, oh, yeah, leave it by the door. <laughs> just leave it by the door. You're all set. I can't even believe that you just told her my secret. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> she still will bring up. Can't believe you told her a secret. <laughs> I, I know, right? Just tell him. Mm. It's like she's yelling, you know, two towns away. She goes, you're loud. And then tells me I'm loud. I'm like, well, I know I'm loud. I worked as a DJ for like 30 years. What do you want? It's got to be loud. Yeah. 
you know, and you know, I worked in the booby club, so yeah. All of our all of our main main titles or the covers are fifteen dollars except for John Royal's cover because he was much more expensive to get than, than most mm-hmm. of our covers artists, but uh, if you buy a physical copy, it comes with a digital copy. So everyone gets a digital copy. So if you want to get the cover of your dreams, whichever one it might be, and you're afraid to touch it because you want to get it slabbed, you can just read it on your tablet or your computer, whatever you have. Exactly. That was the that was the goal of it. You could you could read the book digitally if you don't want to touch it. And uh, and then if you do, if you like more than one cover, all the covers are are they're add-ons too, so you can customize your order. Oh yeah. And the uh, the Karen Nicole cover is uh, forty. Yep. But if you get the if you get the add-on, it's only twenty-five. But you have to have purchased a physical book before you can get the add-on, so it ends up being $40. So if you buy the cover that you like the most, then you can get a deal on the Karen Cole package. Correct. And the, uh, yeah, oh, that's awesome, dude. Yep. It's like, buy an extra copy, and it comes out to basically almost the same amount of money you would have got just for the one tier. Exactly, which is... Which is kind of like what we were planning on. We wanted to see if we could push that a little harder than than uh, a few other things. Because it's the first cosplay cover we've ever had, and I, I really enjoy the cosplay covers. You can ask Johnny yeah. every almost every time I come in and look at the previews, I, I order the cosplay covers, except for this time because there were oh damn, what's the name of the artist that I bought all the the covers for? Oh, Lunsner. Yeah, Lindsner. It was just Lindsner. Oh, oh, yeah. cover. I hate you know Lindsner drives me nuts because I I, w- I went through a pa- a phase where I bought everything Lindsner, but now he's doing like twenty different books and previews. It's hard to get all of them. Yeah, it is. Yeah, he's he's the uh, he's the he's the Dynamite Entertainment uh, poster child for covers. Oh yes, yeah, he is. Sure. Um, he's got a cover. I cover felt that he had uh, his whole house got like decimated in like the last couple of weeks, broken, broken pipes and, and the whole house was flooded yeah. out. Yeah. I, I saw that. that. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, that's, that's terrible. That sucks because I bet you a bunch of stuff got ruined. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I might have, I might have a little, a little bit of Dawn stuff. I actually have, um, from well over 20 years ago, before um, he came out with uh, his first Dawn stuff, mm-hmm. you know, even before even before Crypt, he had started putting out a uh, creation convention, had him do like the black and white newspaper. Like, oh, yeah. For uh, a Star Trek convention. And oh, nice. he did he did a Batman and Joker cover, but but took uh, did it in the in the fashion of Motley Crue's Theater of Pain cover. Oh yeah, okay. And inside is all uh, it's all like a lot of it's like early artwork from uh, from the Anger Christ comics and everything. 
Yeah. Well, and what's funny is Dawn wasn't even originally like a comic character. She was just like a poster, you know, character that he created. God, what was that? Strange Adventures or it was one of those digest books. Yeah. Because I remember I bought all of them when they came out. And then next thing I knew, I kept buying this stuff little by little. And then he just pretty much exploded. Yeah, I've got I've got action figures. I've got uh, I got a couple of statues. Yep. Uh, I've got I've got like thirty signed limited edition lithos and um, the uh, like his his early metal prints that he did. Oh yeah. Um, you want to talk about action figures? Johnny's got like a whole basement full of them. Like, full of them. <laughs> and a store full of them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. Same, except it's my apartment and not the, you know, not not the store. I've got, uh, you know, the early Marvel, all the early Marvel legends. Um, Believe, I actually of- have almost every Mar- Marvel legend boxed. Except I'm missing. Still, I I, I got to track down four of the San Diego Comic Con exclusives. Yeah, I didn't get the. I've got I've got a ton. I was always a DC guy. Yeah. So I've got a ton of the DC direct ones. I've got I've got the whole Kingdom Kingdom Come line. I've got the whole Justice line. Uh I have those. Yeah, because I got those, and then I for me I got really big into the DC Universe figures. Because they um, they were done by the Four Horsemen when they left McFarlane, yeah. and uh, and I just love that line. That's to this day is probably still one of my favorite DC lines. Yeah, I w- I was blown away one day. I wanted to uh, we had a we had like a, a small like kind of like a Woolworth kind of store where you uh-huh. could buy like you know just about everything. You know they put brand new tires in your car. I really would go there to buy the bikes. But it's like the fifth generation down, and so the grandkid, the grandkids at this point are like, uh, "Yeah, we don't give two craps about the stores. We got the money." <laughs> so they they ended up going out of business. But I I walked in there one day, and uh, back in like the late '80s, early '90s, uh, DC had done this four-issue Aquaman miniseries, and they gave him like that blue and white like. Underwater camo costume. Yeah. I've got that. I found that figure. I uh, have that figure. That was a DCU. Uh, lim- yeah, I have that one. Yeah. I've, I got that, that one. Was, on the, that was uh, a great figure. That was a great costume. Yeah. And I, I was always mad that they didn't bring it back. I go, oh, now he looks like an orange again. <laughs> here we go. I'll, I'll embarrass myself here. Back in the day when I was in high school, I was actually a figure skater. And there was actually pictures because one year for nationals, I had a costume made off that Aquaman costume. So, were you did you do did you do singles or did you did you do doubles? Uh, I did actually. I did for hockey. I did freestyle, and I did pairs. Mm-hmm. Pick chicks up and swing them around. <laughs> I had a skating partner that, yep, it was great. Every time we got in an argument, I had an excuse to throw across the the rink. It was awesome. 
Yes, then everybody yes. drilling the ice. See you later. <laughs> yeah, when we stopped being partners, I think that's how we broke up. I think I actually threw her from a th from a deal and just skated off. If I recall. <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I'm done with you. <laughs> oh yeah. I I even uh, I even found because uh, I've been going through like all my stuff. Uh, remember when DC was doing the direct the 13 inch figures they were doing? Yep. I found, I've actually got two Aquamans. Believe it, or, God, if you, I have the whole set. And what's funny is when those came out, I had my shop right. Yep. So I was at I had my first shop, and I would buy those by the case because they came in a case of four. Yep. And I would and I because I do custom figures on the side just for fun. And I got a lot of those extra to do customs of. Nice. Right now they're all just sitting in my basement, you know, waiting for me to actually have time again. Never gonna happen. <laughs> uh, some point. I mean, I've been doing I do customs of the Marvel Legends right now. I've been working on some of that stuff. I've been trying to I'm trying to fill out the ranks of the Hellfire Club because that was always my thing back in the day. Yeah. That was a, that was a great story arc. And then they finally came out with that four pack, so I bought like four of those just so I can customize the extra ones. Yeah, I've actually, kid, I've actually got the Power Girl 13 inch figure, and uh, it's like sitting close to me, but I don't want to back up to uh, go get it. I'm afraid I'm run over something in the dark. Uh, well, if it's the Power Girl one, you got to be careful. You might poke yourself in the eye with that one anyway. Oh, that's, that's the point. I I was actually thinking of. Uh, Did you say that's the point? <laughs> yeah, that's the point. Well played, sir. Well played. <laughs> Motorboat motherfucker. Uh, I was actually thinking if uh, I I made one of her appearances that I would have Kara sign the Power Girl figure. Oh yeah, AZ Power Girl. Yeah. I remember I went to a Planet Comic. No, it's C two E two several years ago, right before COVID. And there's a there's an artist on, I believe it's Bald Man Productions, and he did the funniest picture because it's, it's it's Power Girl, right? Yeah. And it's Supergirl sta standing in front of her, and she's kind of bending down, looking at her breasts, and she's like, "So someday I'll look like this." <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "That's just the funniest thing." I th for me, it was. I just was like, "Okay, that's some good humor there." I heard that the Power Girl artist just kept making her breasts bigger and bigger and bigger until they told him to stop. <laughs> and then, it, then he still made them bigger. Yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think that was that was Wally Wood. I think. I can't remember who it was. We just covered uh, last week on OK Boomer. We did the uh, the first appearance of uh, Power Girl. Oh, did you? Yeah. <clears throat> Well, then I, who was it that was riding it like a while back? Because that, that was Amanda Connor, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, she was doing the newer ones. Mine as well. Yeah, because uh, the the one thing that took off with that was the uh, the team up book there. That was you know it was her it was uh, Power Girl and Harley. Yep. Well, and then it wound it turned into what was it Power Girl and. Um, Huntress for a while there, wasn't it? Yeah, and then I, I dropped I dropped the book like a hot potato as soon as they took away the booby window. <laughs> well, people were getting offended. They had to get rid of it. 
I think it's funny how everyone gets rid of things instead of just lets it go. It's like, instead of saying, I don't like it, I'm not going to read it. It's, I don't like it. No one can read it. <laughs> no, I don't care. It's like, you want to keep, I, I bought the whole, I bought the whole run. I just, you know, stopped reading it. Yeah. I thought, I thought the best cover they did for that one uh, was one of the special variants where uh, Harley puts on uh, Kara's costume and tries it on. And she's kind of like holding the front out, looking down with a sad look on her face because she got nothing. <laughs> oh, I haven't seen that one. I got to look that one up then. I think it's I think it's uh, a variant for issue eleven, if I'm not mistaken. Charlie's looking it up right now. <laughs> I actually, yeah, now, I mean, now that now you bring it up, it's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna check that out. It's a it's a it's a it, it was just like a hilarious cover. I thought it was great. That would be good. Oh, like yeah. That. that is funny. <laughs> I don't quite fill this out. <laughs> Need some some customization and tailoring. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, that's it. You need to tie it back to that one. It's like, yeah, it's like Robin trying to put on Batman suit. It's just not working. I saw a picture of Burt Ward, like, Pretty recent picture of Burt Ward, probably mm-hmm. a few years old. That yeah. guy got big. He got yeah. big. <laughs> I I saw him when I saw him for the first time just before they did the their uh, terrible crisis. But I I thought it was cool because they did a they did a bunch of stuff where it was like you know little Easter eggs like all over the place. Mm-hmm. So as like an old school DC guy, I was I was like nerding out, and I'm like, <laughs> Robin Burt Ward was dressed in the Robin colors, but like you know a V neck sweater and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> and he was he was walking Ace the Bat out. <laughs> yeah, he's actually a really nice guy. I had the pleasure of interviewing him. I, I used to co-host a, a radio show that was you know pop culture and horror stuff, and. Um, we interviewed him and his wife because when he retired from acting, him and his wife have a uh, rescue in California for dogs. Yeah. Oh. And um, I think he had, last time I talked, he had over a hundred dogs that they had rescued. They were looking for homes for, and this was several years ago, but they're also working on their own uh, line of dog food of all things. So it's just kind of, I mean, to me, it's, I've always find it interesting to see, you know, people that are in the business, they're acting, they have these great shows and it's like, where they wind up like 20, 30, 40 years later. I mean, the good thing was he was just, he still had very fond memories, you know, and he, he was just the nicest guy. Oh, yeah. Was it like Pow Biff Bam dog food? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was holy bat, you know, food or something. <laughs> when I first saw him, like when they started showing like clips, what they were going to, what he was going to do. When they yeah. announced that he was going to be doing doing that, um, I didn't think it was him because now that he's you know filled out like a Christmas turkey, um, <laughs> like I'm one to talk. Uh, <laughs> um, I thought it was uh, I thought it was the the kid actor that played uh, Theodore Cleaver. <laughs> 
Oh, now, Jerry he, Mathers. J- yeah, he looked. Jerry he looked kind, He looked like he looks kind of like Jerry Mathers. Like if you he put those two guys together, they're like, oh, look, separated at birth. <laughs> So, I, well, here you go. Are you talking about being a figure guy? Are you uh, buying those new McFarlane um, 1966 Batman figures? Uh, if I can find them, yeah. Yeah, I know uh, Mr. Freeze came out here about two months ago, and right now I guess it's King Tut and Egghead's the new one. So I'm kind of excited. I was like, man, this is kind of my childhood. Yeah, That's the, really uh, cool. The, I didn't know they were making those. I, I dig no, like the, I don't know if the shop they've done Batman and Robin and Riddler and Joker and Penguin and Catwoman, but they they did Julie Newmar and they did Eartha Kitt Catwoman. They did both versions. Yeah, nice. And then now they're doing um, yeah, King Tut. They just did Mister Freeze. They're doing Egghead, and they always do like the different versions. Like they're doing black and white versions of them. They're also yeah. doing like Joker and Batman. You know, in the swimming trunks for that one episode. Yeah. Um, I've they got, haven't I've done that uh, yet. I've I've got the uh, I've got the the Batman and uh, Joker surfer surfer ones, but the uh, prior to McFarlane. Yeah, I, you know, funny, I had all those because those were Mattel. Yeah, and I had all those, and when and I went ahead and sold them when these new one came out. But I kept the Batmobile because the Mattel Batmobile is actually bigger. And the figures are actually fit in them, where the figures won't actually really fit in the McFarlane really well. Yeah. You figure yeah. they would know how to do that since they're like building the figures and stuff. They'd be like, hmm, let's check it out and make sure this shit fits. Hey, but that's <laughs> the deal, though. If you're going to get these new figures, go get the, the Mattel Batmobile because that one, that one rocks with them. That, that, that one will fit better, yeah. Yeah, they actually fit down into the seat. When you get the McFarlane Batmobile, they're like – sitting over it it's almost like you know those kids like at the kid car you know showbiz pizza oh yeah <laughs> yeah we've got a we've got a, a friend of my uh he does a like a small like one day convention like once a year out here and uh he's friends with my lcs and he's the local guy up around the boston area with the 66 batmobile to do he does like the shows and he does lots of stuff for with it for fundraisers, for like uh, you know, the Boston Cancer Hospital for the kids, mm-hmm. and they they right. do they do a, a lot of fundraisers. And somebody somebody in like the Bo- the New England uh, tri-state area just got like a beautiful '89 Michael Keaton Batmobile, Damn. and the and and the the Boston. Uh, Batman that I'm friends with uh, goes by Matches Malone on uh, social media. He just got like a brand new, uh, he just got hooked up with a brand new Michael Keaton Batman costume. Nice. So the guy that owns the car that's been doing like all these shows and like appearances like at the casino and everything is hiring him to go like all over the place and just stand there and, you know, let everybody get their pictures with him and stuff. I need to pay you to stand next to my car. Don't get in it. Just stand no, there. <laughs> don't get in it because, uh, you know, I, I guess it's drivable, but it's so big you can't, like, legally drive it on the road. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still trying to track down um, Hot Toys did a Batman and a Robin for yep. the 1966. 
Yeah, but they I, never did the uh, actual Batmobile. But there's a I, I just found out recently. I guess there's a a knockoff. A guy did them as a custom that recently got licensed to put out a one six scale nineteen sixty six Batmobile. Yeah, because the uh, Entertainment Earth had like these beautiful Batman and Robins from sixty six. They were they were like you know around the two over two hundred dollars. Oh yeah, I have those. Yeah, yeah. the The Batman sold out off the site, but they still got the Robins, and they dropped the Robins to like you know a buck and a quarter. And I'm yeah, really... believe it or not, I have the Robin on my shelf. I'm looking at it right now because my uh, I sold out of the Batmans, but I still got a Robin left. Okay, cool. I was giving you shit about that. I was like, "Where's the Batman?" Yeah, I know. Man. I was like, "He already stole." <laughs> Didn't you hear? He died. <laughs> oh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> not, Johnny not, Reed's got he, he Johnny gets all the he gets all the Haslab stuff too, so I get to see I get to vicariously live through him because I can't afford that shit. <laughs> yeah. I got a I got a friend of mine that's uh addicted to plastic. Uh he's he's a he's a comic book creator too. Uh he's friends with uh Amanda and her husband, and they actually did a cover of his issue four from like two years ago. Oh, wow. But yeah, he, he goes in for all the HasLab stuff too, but he's one of the guys that he opens everything and throws away the boxes. So this time around, I wouldn't let him throw away the box for the HasLab Galactus because the artwork is just beautiful on that box. So yep. I, I have an empty Galactus box with no toy. He's got the toy, but I've got the box. Johnny's got uh, the Galactus, Galactus in his shop. Sitting, he got a big big diorama he made with it. No, right? Actually, that's my Sentinel. Oh, okay. The Sentinel's in the shop. But you got Every, Galactus too, though, didn't you? I You know what? I only got one Galactus because, you know, I can't really afford all these HasLabs anymore. I kind of did this stupid thing, and I took all my money, and I uh, gave it to Max so I could have half of his company. <laughs> so now I can't afford anything anymore. It's Max's fault. I can't buy all these wonderful toys. Yeah, it's probably better off. My wife keeps telling me that I need to get, you know, she's like, can you get a drug addiction or something? I think it'd be cheaper. <laughs> I, I always used to say, uh, you know, we'd have people come into the shop uh, that we had, you know, new customers that hadn't been there before. And, uh, you know, like, uh, can you recommend something good for, you know, my younger kids and, you know, bring them over to, you know, the kids section and, you know, some of the older, older Archie stuff and uh, stuff based off cartoons like the old Gargoyles line and Darkwing Duck and everything. And, Your kids uh, want Zenoscope books, guy. Your kids want Zenoscope books. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, they 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 would like no, and they they'd run over to the the Spider-Mans. Well, the kid books, the kids books are like 2 bucks <laughs> a piece and the the newer superhero books are all like 6 bucks a piece, so. Well, isn't that yeah. like as comic owners, you know, we're pretty much required to anytime we see a young kid come in the shop to give them one free, because you know how it is that that whole saying, you know, the first time's free. It's the old drug addict, or the dr drug drug pushing. 
Yeah, first one's free. <laughs> yeah, be like, uh, you know, get your kids hooked on comic books. They won't have any money for drugs. <laughs> that's or war, that's war, 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 Warhammer. <laughs> oh, oh God, let's not even talk about that. Oh Lord. <laughs> I, you know what's funny is I opened up my shop. I, I had a great, brilliant business strategy. My grand opening when I was going to reopen up my shop fell the exact same week that Kansas City shut down for COVID. True story. <laughs> so I had this shop all ready to go for about a year and a half, just not, vacant, empty, except for, you know, my product. And I finally got it opened. And I was all excited because, you know, I'd have been in, I haven't owned a comic shop for like six, seven years. I, you know, I stepped away from it and we had to go through, you know, all the legal stuff, you know, that you do when you break a partnership and stuff like that. And I was all excited because my old shop was basically mostly comics and um, it was just comics and action figures. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to try to get some games workshop in this store, mostly because I do custom figures and it gives me excuse to get, you know, some Citadel paint in here. Right. I had no idea. The Games Workshop and 40K has exploded the way that it has. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I sell 10 times the Game Workshop does that I do comic books. It's crazy the amount of people that are buying this right now. There's a there's a company out of the UK uh, called uh, Knights Models. And oh, I've never heard of them. They've got a game. Uh, they've got a game coming out uh, that, I, as far as I know, is going to be crowdfunded. And it's called Escape from Arkham. And they've got anything you can think of, along with, you know, different variant versions of the same character and, you know, and and from different like storylines, you know, all the all the thugs for everybody. Um and really is it D is a DC characters? It's yeah. How did they get the rights for that? I, I don't know. It's uh it's Warner Brothers, but it's it's Warner Brothers UK. Oh, so it is Warner Brothers crowdfunding? Um no no, it's their crowdfunding, but they they've licensed Got it through WB UK. Yeah. Oh gotcha. Okay. I see what you're saying now. Just like uh Cryptozoic uh has uh you know game licensing for uh for DC. Right. Uh, they did the they did the Batman uh, Dark Knight Returns game, which is like a huge giant box, um, and they've got like big to small, you know, DC deck building games. They've even got like a small little fun card game uh, based on the old Challenge of the Super Friends cartoon. Oh, dude, I'm to get that. I love that cartoon. It's only it's a it's a tiny little box. It's like fifteen bucks. I'm writing it, that it, down right now. It it's worth it just for the art. Card game. Well, and you know what's funny is what's really big in my shop, and actually it's gotten really big, is um, as Mosdy got the rights um, with, um, was it Atomic Mass? And they're doing Hero Clicks. Not Hero Clicks, oh, yeah. but they're doing, they're, they're like Hero Clicks. They're doing a Marvel Crisis Protocol. And it's basically all the Marvel characters are putting out. And it's the same thing as a 40K. You got to put them together, glue them, paint them, and all of it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that's gotten huge. And yeah. I just found out last month that they're getting ready to launch uh, what they're calling Star Wars uh, Shatterpoint. And it's going to be basically Star Wars 40K 
and they, you know, you put them together, paint them up, and everybody's excited about that one too. Yeah, that that Black Widow you were putting together, that was so tiny, dude. I can't believe oh, you could see. God, it, <laughs> it, it kills me. I mean, they are some. What I don't like about a Mosdy versus 40K, even though I have both, is it's just they're so small and where they it's like Black Widow. You got to understand the figures like this anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But they actually had her hand separated from the forearm, separated from the shoulder. And I'm like, there's just, there's no reason for it. Except, you know, they're purposely trying to annoy me. That's the only thing I could think of. <laughs> Let's make this as difficult as possible so we can really piss off these guys that build these models. <laughs> Let's get bragging rights, you know? That way we can brag that we put it together without breaking it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they're still they're still trying to get back to me uh, from the UK office if there's, like, a, a store or distributor, like, in my in my basic area because they don't i can't order them from the uk and get them shipped here uh one because that would be ridiculous amount of money yeah where are you at uh i'm i'm about 30 miles south of boston oh gotcha no because uh because i know what games workshop i get and they're they're a uk company yeah, but they have they have like distributorships and everything. No, granted. So so this company you're talking about, they have nothing here. Um, they do, but they they're trying to find you know somebody that's like up in this area because they're they're a fairly new company. So they're they're probably you know they probably got distributorships like you know out on the west coast and you know like New York or something. Now, are you in contact with these guys? Yeah. Hex, if they don't have anyone in the Midwest, send them my way. Oh yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk. I'm right smack dab in the middle of the U.S. You can't get more middle than KC. Yep. And we got a we we got a knock on wood winning football team too. So there you go. <laughs> oh yeah. So I guess we'll we'll find out this weekend if we got a winning football team. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of kind of a week to week thing, you know. At this point, it is. Yeah, you you can never tell. They get a good team going though. Yeah, they yeah. do. I mean, they're fourteen and three this year, so yeah. during the, the regular season. So that was they did they did quite well. So uh, I wanted to ask you guys your thoughts on like the new indie crowdfunding sites that are that are coming out like fundmycomic.com and uh you know there's there's you know everybody's making making their own well really what it comes down to is uh, these new crowdfunding sites need to get backed by a bank mm-hmm. and that's difficult to accomplish because you've got the catch-22 of you need users to buy products off your crowdfunding site, but you need products before you can get the users. But without the users, they're not going to put the products on there. So you're in this, you're, you're stuck in this catch 22 loop. And then when it has to do with like money like that, it's like you have to trust the people running the site when you don't have a bank involved to not steal your money. 
<laughs> so it's it's very difficult for these companies to get these banks to back them. But if you can get it, then you're you, that's once you're one step closer to being a really successful crowdfunding site. Yeah, uh, Fund My Comic has got that all lined up with the lawyers, and uh, they're uh, they're going to be processing everything through Stripe. Yep. Yeah, so, we have a little. <laughs> we have some experience with that. <laughs> Just a little bit. Max does. I've been been fighting with Stripe to get my my ten ninety nine Ks from them for the last two months. Well, I, think that, you know, I think the overall idea, I mean, it, it's good that you got, you know, other sites that compete with Kickstarter, but by the same token, you know, if you get too many different sites out there, it's like, which ones do you go to when you're searching comics? You know, yeah. it's like that's 22, you know, granted you get, you know, cause we found that, you know, we dropped our comics out on Kickstarter and they do real well. We drop them out on Indiegogo and, they fizzle, you know. It's yeah. It, it's tough. You, you can you can never you can never tell. Some books do you know? Some creators do good on both, right? Uh, and but for the majority, it's like it's either one or the other. Well, Kickstarter is a little more a little more friendly with promoting your your material. Yeah, they're 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 a little better than Indiegogo is because Indiegogo is kind of like you can put it up here and then just like let it go and you have to you have to promote it all yourself. And if you're not part of a certain clique, then you typically don't do that well on Indiegogo. And I the the one good thing that I liked about Indiegogo was that when you have a successful Kickstarter campaign that funds. Mm-hmm. You can move your Kickstarter campaign straight over to Indiegogo and just keep the book there on demand if you wanted to. Yeah. I mean, Indiegogo's got some really cool really cool features on their, their feature set, but it's just so difficult to get any traction over there that I, I just haven't tried. Yeah, they, they don't they don't support they don't support the market at all. Uh mm-hmm. they they'd rather just have like all kinds of like, you know techie you know expensive techie stuff on there to uh yeah to make them money well i mean comic books isn't really the even on kickstarter comic books aren't aren't that big of a percentage of their oh no their it's, main profits it's a, it's a it's a tiny percentage but it, it gives people like you know another outage to uh you know find good like you know indie comics you know you know mm-hmm. someplace where you know batman's not not preaching and as a social justice warrior now and uh you know robin isn't batting for the other team and you yeah. know all kinds of stuff like that i mean well and i think and what's bad is even before the social justice i mean that's a whole conversation that could take us like different hours <laughs> and alien this on all kinds of fronts but um i mean i think a lot of it too was just the event fatigue you know, yeah. DC rebooted so often, and it's like you have a character, Batman, that's you know initially has been around for decades and decades, mm-hmm. potentially will be around for decades and decades. Do you really need eight different Batman titles? No. You know, I mean, to me, it's like 
you know, it's the greed that I think is what's killing the big names. You know, we got to have 12, you know, Wolverine's got to be in every comic, you know, we got to have four or five Batmans. We got to have four or five Supermans. And I'm like, to me, it'd be instead of having that slate for like four Supermans, have one or two Supermans, in my opinion, one, and use that slate for a new character. Yeah. You know, instead of taking the, you know, saying, hey, we got to make this character Asian or this sexuality or whatever, you know, changing the characters. Here's an idea. It's supposed to be a creative outlet. Why don't we create some? Yeah, you know, make, a new, really? make, make some new characters. You know, but but when it comes down to it, Batman sells books, so yep. they're going to. Well, Batman sells books, but you know, by the same token, though, Batman at some point will fizzle out, and mm -hmm. if you don't create something to come up with that, you're going to. You be know, stuck. I mean, I mean, that's the thing. You know, you need to have something that you know. You're a DC comic company. Create something and push it. You know, I got to give McFarlane some, you know, a lot of perks, you know. He said, hey, I'm going to create this character, Spawn, African-American, and he and he's a, everybody knows him. You know, he's not a Batman Superman, but you know what? Most people in the, you know, around the world knows who Spawn is. Yeah. You know, and, and what did he do? I'm going to create a diverse character. I'm not changing it. And I, you know, I, I respect him a lot for that. He made a million dollars off of his Spawn uh figure that he put on kickstarter well let's think about it he's doing something right because he's got the license for dc figures right now they don't just yeah. throw it out out to anyone yeah but every, every once in a while he'll, he'll release somebody like really todd really yeah there's some this is, this is your final product <laughs> are you serious yeah some are yeah, better than others with the dc figures because i mean God knows, do we need 30 different Batmans before we get a different character? But, you know, that's that's another discussion, too. Yeah, like when, when uh, Ken or Mattel had, had the Batman license and they were they were making a Batman for, like, every, like 17 different, like, armors for, you know, this oh, yeah, but, that was, but, you know, I can at least respect that. That was at least for kids. They were trying to, like make a you know a, a swimming batman and a birthday cake batman and whatever else <laughs> I, I was guilty i bought the mission masters glow in the dark ones see <laughs> i never I, I actually did not go down that rabbit hole i had plenty of other ones i well no. i got i got that because i'm a huge joker fan and uh there was a glow in the dark joker i go well i have Dozens and dozens of Joker action figures, but I don't have one that glows in the dark. None of them glow in the dark. <laughs> so I, I bought all these off of uh, this scammer on eBay who uh, I, I won. I won the, you know, I won the bid and paid like $25 for like this box of like, you know, 15 glow in the dark mission masters figures. And, uh, because she didn't get what she wanted for him, she turned around and slapped an additional $25 on for shipping. Oh, see, that's, that's dirty. Up. Yeah, that's messed up. But that's okay, because except for there was a, I got a glow-in-the-dark Mr. Freeze and a glow-in-the-dark Joker. I sold all the Batman figures, all the different Batman figures that were in there uh, about two years ago. And I got anywhere from like, 15 to 30 bucks a piece for him. So nice. oh, that's not bad. 
That's that's how you flip it. Make that money. Yeah, I, I I now I just I I sell comics out of the house, and I sell I sell some toys and action figures out of the house, uh, just to buy more comics. So. <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to hook up after the show and like pass each other's you know wish list to each other. <laughs> yeah, I gotta go. I've, I've I've still got cases. Well, how DC used to do the the direct cases, so it was like you get a big case, but there were like two smaller boxes in there. Oh yeah, I get yeah, absolutely. So I've got like fifteen of them that I, I haven't even opened, like at sitting next to my sitting next to my TV. So I'm like, I have the entire Blackest Night set run of dc direct still in the box the original cardboard brown box just because I, I haven't had a place i haven't had a place to display them yet and i'm like someday i'll get that bigger man cave <laughs> <laughs> i one day i was really into uh oh which they go through the ring they travel around the galaxy uh macgyver was their cat was their colonel Oh, Star uh, Stargate. Stargate, yeah. Um, I bought like I bought a case, like a full full case of the Stargate figures, and when I got them, I got a prototype Jack O'Neill figure. Oh, nice. Um, and it's you know it's nothing how the actual figure turned out, but it's just like 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 the gray prototype figure like. In like a box with like a little window on it, almost like a like a really small Mego box. Yeah. And then I got taken. I got taken because the uh, Mego just came out with their fiftieth anniversary, world's greatest superheroes. Oh yeah. So I got the, I got the uh, I got the first set of those. They're, they've got like four more sets coming out, but they've all got like the, you know, oh look shiny. So it's <laughs> like a shiny decal on the front of the box. Yeah. You know, but they they reprodu- they reproduced everything. They they uh, they set samples over to over to try and to reproduce the the old oven mitt gloves, the boots, the cheesy nylon capes, <laughs> um, and they reproduced the artwork. And the original artwork on those boxes was all done by Neil Adams. Oh really? Oh wow! So I'm like, <laughs> awesome. Who's the company that's putting all the their figures in just full on cardboard boxes now that everyone hates? That's Hasbro. Hasbro. Yeah. It's it's. I, I got to tell you, it sucks because they're like, hey, we're gonna go green and we're gonna get rid of this plastic to save costs and we're gonna be all cardboard. And then they raise the dollar. I mean, the, the price like four bucks a figure. <laughs> yeah, because they're uh, here. and you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. It seems it seems like every you time. And yeah. you know what's sad? I had a buddy of mine just order a figure off Amazon, right? Yeah. Opened it up, and it was like a wrestling figure in the Marvel one. Because now you can order you can order a whole set of figures, ship it back to Amazon. Nobody will ever be the wiser. And all Amazon does is turn around and reship it back out. Yep. yep. It's pretty it, silly, se- it seems every time that Marvel does like a new line that they they're like over like the last five years, like every time they did a price increase, it's like, you know, $5, you know, and then they released that, uh, 
the, the winged venom with, with null in the box. Yep. $75. Oh, here you go. The new Spider-Man they just uh, showed, the new, uh, it's the Game vs. Spider-Man that premiered this week. Yep. Retails $33.99 for one six-inch figure. No build-a-figure piece, just a figure. Thirty-three bucks. I'm like, no. I those things are so expensive now. I mean, I remember when action figures were like four dollars a piece. <laughs> Back when it was Kenner, and that was about it. That was the only people making figures. Well, not then not to not to date myself too much, but I grew up. I, I was born at the very end of 1969, so mm -hmm. I I grew up with these toys in the 70s. When uh, Miko got the Star Trek license, and they were making all these Star Trek figures, and Star Trek had just come back on in syndication, and Batman '66 and Star Trek were the two biggest things. And any channel that ran either one of those, especially Batman, like in my local market over here, growing up, um, they would always show like one thirty-minute episode of Batman and a thirty epi a backed up by a thirty-minute episode of the original Scooby-Doo, Where Are You? Oh, yeah. I remember those days. You know, be, be, before some idiots bastardized Velma. Yeah, that was that was terrible. Stop destroying be... my childhood. <laughs> Once again, instead of destroying these characters, let's create new ones. Yeah. Just a thought. You know. The, the Velma show should have been just something completely different. If it was something that wasn't Velma, it probably would have. I mean, that show's just bad, but it probably would have did better. Yeah, <laughs> it's you know, it's just crazy. Um, well, what's funny? I'm I'm gonna you know, I got kids that like that that new Scoob that they did with Blue Falcon, and I and I found it entertaining. You know, mm -hmm. it was funny, and they had a whole sequel that they did, and then Warner Brothers comes in and says, "Oh, we're not going to release it. We're going to use it as a tax write-off." And, I mean, number one, that blows my mind anyway, that you can come in and say, oh, this movie isn't going to be put out so we get tax breaks. I mean, should, shouldn't only tax breaks be when a movie fails, not when you don't even try? Yeah. But, I mean, I get but, – but I read an article I found really interesting that they made those guys finish it. The the director and everybody, yep. they, they weren't quite done with it, but they made them – Finish it, even though it will never be released. Just so they can shelve it. <laughs> but then we got Velma over here that they put out. I'm like, I don't understand the thought process to this stuff. It's, I think a lot of it is, uh, we just want to piss off the actual fans of all these products. <laughs> yeah, that way the fans get mad and have outrage marketing. Yeah, well, welcome to the world of Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> but the 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 Velma show, I think they tried to make it kind of more like the Harley Quinn and Ivy show. Yeah, but it just just didn't work. Yeah, it completely fell flat. Well, I mean, you're kind of like you're like who who's this for? Because it's not for children. Because there's too much violence and stuff in the in the show. It's not for fans of. Scooby Doo because well there's no Scooby Doo, <laughs> mm -hmm. and it's not even for the the so-called woke crowd because they hated it too. They're like this yeah. is this is too much. 
You went too far. Exactly. E- yeah. Everybody hated it, and they just greenlit another season for it. I, I don't get that. I don't understand that because it's animated, so that's got to be expensive to make. <laughs> it's maybe it's, they, maybe they plan on making a lot of changes. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Ridiculous. So, what else do you guys have? Uh, in the pipeline, you're going to be doing any uh, any shows, like like your show or like a con, like a con, like a con, yeah. Um, not this year. We'll be doing cons next year, probably Planet Comic Con C two E two. Nice. But other than yeah, that, it would be okay. kind of cool to get, to get up to the East Coast. Though. I haven't been to a con. Actually, I take that back. I've been to the Ohio Comic Con a couple years ago, and and that was a lot of fun. New York, New York show used to be fun, and then they like quadrupled the uh, the price of tables to uh, you know Artist Alley and like all the vendors. Yeah, small small press is like three three thousand dollars per table or something like that. Now, yeah, I think that's anywhere though. I mean, every place. It's like every time I hear about a comic, it's like every year the shows we sign up for are always like more than the previous year. Yeah, they they get a they get a jacket like every year. And I understand that you know things change and there's there's uh, inflation and stuff like that. But a lot of it, I have to account a lot of it to greed. Yeah, you know, it's like okay, well, we have to raise our rates because of the inflation, but let's raise our rates a little bit more, and we'll blame inflation and make more money. <laughs> yeah, I know the last time. Uh... I went to uh, Rhode Island Comic Con. Was 2019? It was the first show since coming out of the coma that I went to, uh, and I actually got to meet Neil before before he passed, and well, before COVID hit for two years, you know, mm-hmm. you know, 15 days to slow the curve and all. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, I got I got to meet. Uh, it was it was a really good show. I covered it for the uh, the site that I was writing for at the time. Uh, I got to meet Neil. Uh, I got to meet Graham Nolan, um, Joe St. Pierre, like all the all the indie guys that were doing the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of which were local, and I've you know I've known because they we've had them as guests for various events at the uh, at the shop. Yep. Um, but I got to meet Mike Grell. I got one of my giant uh, treasuries uh, from Legion of Superheroes signed by him. Sweet. And uh, there, there were like a bunch of other guys. Mandrake was there with the original cover up for that glow-in-the-dark Spectre issue from the 90s. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was only like 12 grand, but, you know, I reached <laughs> in my pocket and I only felt my leg, so... <laughs> Some of those comics are getting, they're just going insane on the prices, you yeah, know, well, like twenty, thirty thousand dollars. A a lot of the a lot of the mainstream market now is all like all speculation and uh, you know, variant covers. It's whatever like whatever hot artist is hot hottest this week, their cover is gonna be the only one that, you know, is worth you Fine. know, a big a big chunk of change. <laughs> 
Yeah. I mean, they've got they've got what, one in a thousand uh, variants. Yeah, variants I'm like, now. I'm like, who's, who who's can get those name? besides you know like a like a Midtown or something? Yeah, like Mile High Comics. <laughs> yeah, Mile High, Mile High, and Midtown. I'm like, who else can like afford to do this unless you know it's something like the first. Like the first Berserker, they had the they had that one in a thousand, and then there was a one in a thousand signed by Keanu that was like you know five five grand. They were asking for it the week before it even got released. Jesus, I bet you it could sell for that much though. <laughs> yeah, well, the only reason you would you would order that high, even on a book that you know is going to be fire like that that you would order that high is that you've already got a got a good customer lined up that wants that auto that Keanu mm-hmm. autograph on the first yep. of the Berserker. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, otherwise, you know I mean, if you, you can't got, turn it not, around. You're not gonna order five thousand copies of Berserker number one. Where would you put them all? <laughs> I mean as long as you got the the <laughs> as, long, as long as you've got the the customer to buy it, you could do that. But I mean, you're going to sit around with thousands of copies of a comic book that you're not going to use or be able to flip or turn around and sell or anything. Yeah, it's you, just, like, you hope it's kid friendly so you can pass it out at Halloween. You know, with a with a candy bar. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like when you do a, a a retail variant through Marvel. You have to buy three thousand copies of the book at retail price, and then you have to pay the artist to do the the cover. And then you've got to print the covers. So, oh, you I don't mean, even always have to do the covers because I know years ago Planet did one, and it was just like the lo- I believe it was just a logo on it, but it was still the standard cover. Oh, okay. But um, I know sometimes they do that as well. But I know. I know there's certain cons that will sometime do a special, at least they used to, there'll be a special, you know, this issue is sponsored by this con. Yeah. Well, I mean, when it comes to doing like, when we have to buy 3,000 copies of a book, I think they do that just to inflate their numbers of sales. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, you get like four or five companies doing that. You got 12, 15,000 books sold. Yep. Yeah, they're they're always trying to pad their numbers now because no matter what they do, um, manga is going to outsell them like ten to one. Oh yeah, that's that's just the that's the new hip thing for kids to read. It's it's the Japanese culture has become more popular in the United States, and a lot of the Japanese stuff is they're they're really they're not afraid to go there. They'll do yeah. all sorts of crazy shit. I mean, they've got. They've got their their weird comics that they put out and everything, and but they but most of their comics yeah, there, are. There's a manga for every subject. Oh yeah, for every subject matter: cooking, cooking shows, dating shows, books on fishing. <laughs> it's funny because one one of my best friends um, that I work with, you know, he's big in in the anime and the manga and all that. Yeah, and he's always watching stuff, you know, on Crunchyroll, and I'm like, the other uh, and I and I'm you know I'm not really into it i've just recently started because of my kids 
they got me into Demon Slayer, and then now I'm watching JoJo. And, you know, I'm enjoying it. But I look over, and there's, like, these guys playing baseball. Like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, it's this, it's a baseball drama. And I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding me. Nope. And he's like, oh, yeah, they got – I mean, I did not realize the scope of, like – it's just, like, everything you could think of, but just in that animation style. Yep. It's and crazy. It's, it blew my mind. I was like, really? This is – Okay. Yeah, they make, they like, make money. You, you, you can buy a manga book, which is like right around like a hundred pages for 10 bucks. Or, or you can buy, you know, a 24 page floppy from, 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 for like six bucks. And then you go, Oh, well we've got, we've got a special cardstock cover this month. That one's $10 yeah. or, or Mar Marvel is rebooting you know, Hulk or, you know, a new Spider-Man, a Miles Morales book. So, because first issues sell, so they're going to keep doing that no matter what. And they're charging like 12 to $15. And then they're, you know, throwing, you know, Marvel likes to throw, you know, ridiculous, like old reprints stuff that usually nobody cares about. Or if they do, it, it's not, you know, directly related to the book. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, they did those Absolutely. for a while. They did those ones where it was like you could buy it for a dollar or two dollars or whatever. It was like a reprint. And those didn't do very well because no one cared about the books they were reprinting. Yeah. <laughs> now, let me ask you this, Johnny. Uh -oh. The both Marvel and DC started doing facsimile editions of. You know, hot and expensive, like you know, Silver Age books, like you know, the first John Constantine, the first, oh yeah, you know, Swamp Thing, and I couldn't get my hands on any of them because they were selling out, and people were buying them and putting them up for like twenty five, thirty, fifty dollars. Uh huh. But they were acting like it was the original one. Yo, that's kind of like those guys that used to buy the take the comic of the original. Remember the Marvel Legends? How like the original ones they had a comic in them? Yeah. And it'd say not for reset resale. Yeah. And then they turn yeah, around and, and sell them. them trying, like trying to yeah. That drive me nuts. Yeah, I've I've got a bunch of the original uh Marvel Legends. Yep. I, I sold I sold a couple of them. But I kept I kept like all the X Men ones, uh, I kept the uh, the Fantastic Four ones, and of course I I kept that awesome Ghost Rider. Yes, I don't know. I like the new Ghost Rider they did with the bike. He was hard to get. It was really limited run, but I really was happy with it. Yeah, I I don't I don't believe uh, Mister Reyes is an actual Ghost Rider. Yeah. So when yeah, a crowdfund, and I mean that sucker fell on its face too. Yeah, they had they had a couple things like that that like went downhill, like you know, really quick. Like when I first saw the uh, the Sentinels, I go, "Oh, that's awesome!" I remember when Toy Biz did like the uh, the 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 Sentinels that were in the in the store. They weren't as big as these, but they were still you know a good size for you know the old Marvel figures to, you know, to go up against. 
but they they were like they looked like a sentinel, but they perf- they performed in motion like the old Shogun warriors. Yes, I like those old Shogun warriors though. Oh, I gotta yeah. tell you though, I love this new, the new Sentinel. I got roped in on that sucker. <laughs> I did. I was gonna I was gonna go in on it, and I'm like, how much? <laughs> okay, I, I I got I've always had this dream, you know, because I do custom figures and I've been collecting them, and I've always wanted to do a big diorama of the Sentinels, and I want to build an X Men mansion and have mm-hmm. them fighting the X Men at it. And I, I did. I got suckered in. I bought five of those stupid things when they came out. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, you got a whole case of them. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, I got <laughs> pictures of, like, when you stack the boxes, it went all the way to the ceiling in my living room. And then they left them in the rain on your doorstep? Yeah, they did. <laughs> oh, so my mad. God. They left them all in the room. I'm like, left them, I'm, like, driving up to my house, and they're, like, didn't even put them, like, under an eave. They like set them outside the front, just pouring down rain. Oh, I was so pissed. I would have tracked down that driver and rolled over him in a wheelchair. <laughs> oh man, I'd have put him in a wheelchair. <laughs> I got an extra one. I could sell him. Uh... <laughs> but no, I, I dig. I dig this uh, this Sentinel. And then right after I opened, I mean, right after they came out, I had a guy trade one into me. And I was like, oh, cool. So I made a little diorama just for the store for it. Yeah, it looks really cool. I think it's pretty badass. Everybody's like, is that for sale? I go, everything's for sale, but you just can't afford it right now. I go, because it's too important to me for just like to give it away. You know, once you sell it for eBay price, I go, no, because I really like it. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, this has nothing to do with me trying to scalp it. I just don't really want to get rid of it. Sometimes, you know, the value isn't in what it's going for. It's the, you know, it's the value that it is to you. Yeah, it's, there's, there's that sentimental value from, you know, you're like, I actually have the X-Men cartoon living right in my shop. <laughs> the Sentinels, the action figures. Oh, yeah. It's like, it's like my Vampirella number one. I'll never sell that book. Oh, my God. Never. Yeah. That's, that's, that's where that's where most of my cosplay covers are all lined up in. <laughs> Vampirella? Yeah. Yep. No, but but Max, if you want to leave it to me in your will, I'll leave you some of mine. Okay. <laughs> We're gonna list for each other. Right. You get all my dawns when I croak. <laughs> <laughs> and Max will flip them to me. <laughs> there you go. With the with the contingency for what I croak. He gets them back. <laughs> you know what's funny? I, I will tell you that the comic that I that I collect the most of right now that I'm really into. I mean, I've always been an X Men and Nightwing guy just because that's me. Yeah. But just because of the, it, it's like the book. It's the quality and the business model. I really love Jim Balan's Terra, Witch of the Black Rose. Oh yeah. Um, I'm, I think the biz, the fact that he puts does two different covers a month, that he goes bi monthly. And it's like clockwork. You know what you're going to get. You know, I mean, they're good stories. The artwork's good. And I, I just, I really have a lot of respect for him putting his stuff out the way he does. Plus he does like cool. the, he does the mini trades with the, uh, with the tilt, with the tilt in plate, like mini print that comes autographed. Yeah. Well, and then he always does like, 
You know, he's got the Diamond exclusive cover. Heck, I mm. just read today that he's getting ready to do another Kickstarter with uh, Tarot. With some, uh, he's got some special. I don't know bondage covers and stuff that's coming out because you know he does all that crazy stuff the the one thing that really got me like a little upset was uh uh dynamite hired uh worked out a deal with him and holly to do uh special like red sonia covers for dynamite and like and like a kickstarter but it was like it was like an old you know it wasn't one of the Marvel older issues, but it was one of the older issues of uh, of Red Sonia. They just they they you paid like all this money to get a book with like a Jim like a, a Jim or Holly cover on it, or both if you bought the whole kit and caboodle, uh, just to get a reprint. That's pretty weak, you know. So I, I mean, was they, like, should, they could at least put it on a new story. Yeah, I'm like. And now they've got they've got like three different like Red Sonya things going on and like oh they got so many I mean you got Red Sonya versus Hell Sonya you, they're it's ridiculous the amount of, that they have right now yeah Red Sonya must die <laughs> I dropped all that stuff you no that's ago. Purgatory must die yeah well they've got so everything must die yeah everything yeah. must die nowadays yeah the die die dynamite yep which was kind of their version of Marvel Zombies. Yep. The dynamite. Oh, yeah. So you guys got anything else you want to, uh, you want to plug before we uh, jump out of here? Um, well, let's see. Definitely keep your eyes open for January or February and March because in Jan- or February, February, we'll be releasing Human Hunters number three. Which is an awesome, awesome book. You'll really dig it if you like the human hunter stuff. It starts getting really interesting around three. Four is going to be mind blowing. Uh, yeah, of course, four, is, four is actually going to be a. If you've read uh, Mary Machine Gun and you've read these books, you, you got to know that me and Max are like we love flashbacks. <laughs> I mean, was it this one or the last one? We did a flashback and a flashback. It was the last one, Mary Machine Gun number three. Yeah, three. So, um, issue four will be the first time that we're doing a whole entire issue, basically in a flashback. Yep, and it's it'll be great. It's a uh, it's period piece, so it's it'll be it's super fun. And and we'll give a little bit away. We can do that. Well, I can do that, right? <laughs> yeah, you can do whatever you want. But, um, it, it is going to be, um, for those wondering, it's going to be an origin story or a partial origin for Freya, and it's all going to take place in, in Salem. And I think it's really cool because it's going to be Salem and the witch trials, and we did a lot of research on it. And um, Mateus, our artist, did it really, the characters, as they're walking down the street, it really gets that feel of them being right there so mm-hmm. i'm super stoked and excited about issue four it's terrible because it's like issue three is coming out next month and i'm like man i gotta get to four you know <laughs> and then five is actually the one that's gonna rip that's gonna end um this whole story arc um which is basically kind of like the intro story arc and then what do we got ninja bimbos yep ninja bimbos three coming out in march <laughs> What do we have for is that that's a five issue story arc too, isn't it? Yep. Yeah. So we got two more coming for that. Um, and after that story arc, we do have plans for the next story arc, 
for so that's one thing you know to, to say you know we're, we're not planning on being a shot in the dark um no we're not like the big companies where we can pop out a new comic every month or buy you know bi-weekly but you're going to be getting three or four of these books every single month i mean every single year yep. i mean that's kind of our business model is main our main three is to at least probably get three a year if we can basically quarterly releases for each of the books yep that we've got so far and eventually we'll we'll be to the point where we can't do anymore so we get we'll be stuck at, at a certain quarterly release schedule so it's and quarterly releases are perfectly fine with me because it gives people time to read the book time to digest the book and then time to get ready for the next one now the way you're doing the the arcs is there any plans down the road to uh to do trades of the, like complete like a complete story arc of you know a mary machine gun or oh yeah We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. We're never going to do trades. The only way to get these books <laughs> is to buy them right now. You can't ask that question. What's wrong? We'll do trades eventually yeah. once we get around to it. But you we, know, five ten got, years from now, <laughs> we've got so much stuff on the on the the the, the burner that we've got to move it along. So once we get around to it, we'll do the trade. Yeah, because I think for most of our titles, we probably have what a good third or fourth story arcs already planned. Yeah. Oh yeah. Sure. And I think, and then I think, what is it next year or the year following? We're going to do kind of a in company kind of crossover. We're talking about. Yep. We still haven't worked all the details out on that, but yeah, we're definitely going to work over some in, in internal crossover stuff. So that'll be super fun. That's that's in the early tar, tar, you know, early early stages. But we are kind of wanting to make it a little bit of a shared universe, but not crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I want to go over the top. Yeah, we want to keep it like right at the rim, <coughs> yep. but, not, but not too far over. Yeah, exactly. We just have a good time. I mean, because you know, Max is. You know, Max will come up with these story arcs for Mary, and he brings them to me. I got the story arcs for Human Hunters, and they know it. I got to say, it's just a lot of fun. We just sit down, you know, together, and it's like we just start working because we do it like StreamYard. This is how we do our writing. This is our process. Mm-hmm. The only difference here is instead of you being up in the corner, you basically we have a Word document, and one of it, you know, usually Max because he types quicker than me, and let's face it, he can spell a lot better than me. <laughs> You know, and we just, you know, we just pound these out and we just have a blast doing it. Hey, look, we got a couple backers. That's sweet. Nice. I looked and I go, that wasn't the number I said before. (laughs) That's awesome. 7825, almost to that that bookmark. Yeah. Very, very close to that bookmark. Yeah. Hopefully we can get to that that poker chip. I'll be happy because that'll be our first five-figure campaign. Nice. But we're hoping, little by little, everyone yep. grows. Moving yep. on up. There's Please. there's nine days left. Plenty of time to uh, get a paycheck and, uh, you know, deposit it into a comic book campaign, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, and Mary Machine Gun's always, it's, it's they're, the books are always bigger. The, this, first, this first arc, we had like a 36-page book, a 44-page book, a 40 page book and then this next one i think is 44 pages yeah so 
That's that's why there's only four issues in the in the arc is because we've got so many pages per store for a book. Makes yeah, it super get, thick and hard to hard to ship. <laughs> but Johnny gets it done. He does. He does. I always try to make it as difficult as possible for him to put the boards and bags together. <laughs> <laughs> what a douche. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean but but in all seriousness, I mean, it's we do it. We we complement each other. It's funny because the, the things he hates doing are the things I usually like doing. So it works really well. Yep. I mean, for me, I don't like bagging and boarding. I've I've done it enough, and I'm not I'm not fast at it, and I I just don't like it. And Johnny just sits there and bloop 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 bloop. Everyone gives him shit because he he bags and boards them upside down. <laughs> He puts oh, the, you're one of those guys. <laughs> he puts the opening on the bottom. <laughs> oh, trigger the that triggers the fuck out of me. <laughs> you know what? The reason is is because I when I slide it in, it has the binding going into it where mm-hmm. I'm not bending up the corner pages. So there's an actual reason why I do it that way. Okay. It's not just that I like them backwards. It actually. When I do it that way, the box, the comic is actually in better condition. It has the least chance of actually getting the corners folded up. Yep. I mean, we try our hardest to keep them, keep them uh, minty fresh. Pristine, yeah, pristine as possible, so they get it to the use the the, the user. They get to the the, the readers <laughs> in the yep. best form possible because we didn't work we don't in the know. industry at all, did we? There. <laughs> <laughs> we 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 don't know. We don't know what they want to do with it. They might want to read it. They might want to slab it. So we yeah. get it to them in the in the best condition possible. And we've never really had many people say, "Hey, this this was messed up." Except for unless like the mailman yeah. folded the folded the the Gemini in half just to shove it in the mailbox. That's happened before. <laughs> oh, I don't I even had... when you told me that I was like, I don't even understand that. <laughs> I've had two packages come in that came with the books got got damaged because they opened them up and inspected them at the post office. Oh, that sucks. And they crumble them back in and goes, oh, it doesn't matter. It's just a comic book. Yeah, it's just no, comic book. it no. does matter. Yes, it does. People would be pissed off if that happened. I know Uh-oh. a lot. I mean, our, our, our readers would be fucking furious <laughs> oh for sure because with atrocity press books we always do like the thicker covers yeah that way it's a uh, it's not as as prone to, to, to bending or uh spine ticks yeah i'm just maybe i'll have to have johnny come fly out and come by the house because I, I do have to uh, rebag and board my entire collection. <laughs> he would do you know, it. For cheap, if you just feed me a good meal, I, I'm usually good with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you can come eat and bag and board comic books all night. You heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. Shops and toy shops in your area. We'll, we'll map out a tour. Yeah. For all the comic shops and toy shops. So, guys, I want to thank you for uh, for coming on, hanging out, and talking yeah. all things Atrocity Press, uh, Mary Machine Gun, and uh, a little bit of everything else, too. Hell, yeah. It was fun. I had a good time. 
Yeah, thank you so much. It's, all, it's always a you know a pleasure, you know, working and talking with you. It's great. And and when you talk about action figures, Johnny's all over it. So <laughs> like swing. Well, and you know, if you want, and what's funny is we don't even get me a max on a D and D you know conversation between yeah. us. We could talk about that for decades. <laughs> I remember oh, this one yeah. time. I remember this one time. I remember this one time. <laughs> one time at band camp. <laughs> Now, thank you very much for having us on. It's you know, it was a great time. Yeah, thank you. We'll definitely uh, keep in touch, uh, Johnny, and I'll have to uh, yeah trade contact wish list. each other on on social and uh, and and talk toys and stuff. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Off to yeah, the side. just remember, we got Human Hunters next month. So if you got another opening, let us know. Oh, yeah. whenever you guys want to come back on, just let me know. Sweet. Well, Done deal. Cool. So, guys, get in on this. The uh, the link is in the chat, and it's in uh, it's in the show notes down below or up above, depending on where you're watching us. And uh, if you're listening to the podcast, it is in the description, so you can just click on it there, as well as the uh, the website for atrocitypress.com. Hell yeah! Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Have a have a great rest of your night, and uh, we'll see you next time right here on the Creators Outlet.